When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, you're listening to Love Line with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. What's up, Dr. Chris? What's going on, Mama? How you been, man? How was your week? Uh, it was really, it was really, really, really good. I had that um, UCLA lecture and book signing meet and greet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> popping. It was popping. It was cool. And um, I got asked to do something this week, which I'm on the fence about. Okay, what is it? I was asked to do my first acting role in an indie film. Okay. But wait for it. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm nervous. Yeah, sadly, I'm not, you know, playing like a boyfriend or a husband. They want me to be a hookup and do a love scene. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> kind of apropos, huh? I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> I feel like you could fucking kill that for sure. Yeah, it'd be my big screen debut. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. I'll definitely check you out. Yeah. I said, I said, is there, is new- it like full on? I hope. <laughs> oh my God. You're such a whore. I mean, I hope because it, it really brings up something interesting that comes up in the clinical world sometimes. And this is your life as well, which is, can you do things like that, that are very overtly sexual, show some nudity and still be seen as respectable and taken seriously as like a competent professional and, didn't Shia LaBeouf do that in a movie? He th- did. He did full frontal. No, yeah. I think he did full sex in a oh, movie. Oh, in the uh, Lar- I think it was the Lars von Tears film. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I haven't seen it, but I remember him talking about it, right. and everyone was like, "Are you? Did you really have sex?" He's like, "Yeah, I did." And then I haven't heard from him. Chloe Sevigny did that as well in uh, Brown Bunny years and years ago. She gave really oral. oral. Wow. Yeah. And I That's and I also hard. saw a great interview and when Sharon Stone did the Basic Instinct uh vagina flash mm-hmm. and it was this actor's studio interview and they said, Was that really necessary? And she's like, Yeah. Hell yeah. Like I was I was doing the character. And you know, again in my field, there's a lot of therapists that believe that they can't be on dating apps or sex apps because what would their clients think? And and I believe the opposite where I want my clients and you know, fans of our work to know that we walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah, hell and, yeah. And that if you see me as a sexual being in the world, that doesn't mean that I'm less competent as a professional. Right. Right? Yeah, like, for sure. If you respect us, then you respect us throughout all the things we choose to do. Well, yeah, but and it's not like you're dealing with children either. <laughs> I like how that's where you go. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I don't have child clients. No. Yeah, but I just feel like they, they shame teachers a lot for oh, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. They don't just shame, they fire sometimes. Yeah, for bullshit. being same-sex married or some things they've worn. So yeah, so I'm thinking about doing it. Um, I'm hearing you co-sign on it. Hell yeah, do that <laughs> shit, right, Anne? What yeah, do you think, Anne? Absolutely. Yeah, Anne. Sounds amazing. You tell your daughter to do it. 
No. <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. So yesterday I did a talk show. Well, we did a talk show. I like how I wasn't there. Yeah, we did a t- <laughs> we did a talk show. Well, I uh, well I was going to talk about the f- the first segment when I was by myself. Please. And so I, okay. So they tell me, so I'm like, you know, I, I'm very seasoned at doing interviews and, mm-hmm. you know, being on talk shows and stuff like that. And so I'm like, okay, am I going to be preceded or am I going to be walking out? And they're like, no, you're preceded. I'm like, okay. So they bring me out. The audience sees me. They, they, they're like, hey, you know, Amber Rose sitting down. They're like, woo. And so I sit down and they're like, all right, well, you know what? Actually, we're going to walk you out. And I was like, okay. So I get up and they're basically telling the audience, act like you didn't see her and you're surprised again. So I go on the back and they introduce me and they're like, Kanye West, ex-girlfriend, Amber Rose. No, no. That's what they said. That's bad. I missed that. That's what they said. So they've reduced years of you working hard as a feminist and a sexual rights activist and all that down to someone you dated years ago. Uh, almost nine years ago. Damn. Yeah. Almost a decade That's ago. Offensive. And so I, I stood there and I didn't walk out from the back. <laughs> and I looked at these guys and I said, you got me all the way fucked up. You're going to put some fucking respect on my name. And you're going to reintroduce me the right way. I haven't worked this hard to be known as somebody's fucking ex-girlfriend. Well said. This is why I love you. Well said. And I was pissed. And, you know, I'm getting my period. And I'm like, I felt the tears like welling up in my eyes. So I was like super sensitive because usually I'm like, man, fuck this shit. But I was really sensitive yesterday. And like and them to like that hasn't happened to me in a long time. And I'm like, you know what? I work so fucking hard, like, to be no, but to be to be introduced to somebody's ex girlfriend is just so like so fucked up. Especially like at least like Wiz Khalifa, baby mama. You know, I was married <laughs> to him, like not my boyfriend before oh, that, man. like fucking eight nine years ago. It was so offensive, but so I'm like, I'm like, go out there and fucking do it again, or I'm gonna leave. And so, like, there's this older, like, black gay dude and shit. And, like, he does makeup, I guess, like, in this studio. He's like, bitch, I live for you, bitch. Yes, you better tell them motherfuckers you ain't fucking going out like that, bitch. If I ain't ever like you, bitch, I love you now. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, what's your number? Like, we need to hang out. But, yeah, it was so offensive. I was like, I really could not believe that they did that to me. And like, you know, I'm a professional. So, you know, I went and I did my job and I, I, you know, I still went out there and you didn't, you look, what's really funny is I I did the second segment with you. And when I came out, you were poised, you were confident, you were solid, you didn't look shook at all. I mean, you, I mean, that's, that is a good eight years of being in the media and learning how to suck it up and do your fucking job you know as as a as a professional you know being famous and and doing interviews and stuff like that there's certain things that you you just have to suck up and you just have it's just like taking pictures with fans yeah you well, it, I mean? it's it bumped. Part of the job. It bummed me out also because now hearing what happened to you. Because while that was happening, I was in the makeup room, like God knows, doing what, pounding a Red Bull, acting like an idiot. But when I when I came out, my first question that I was asked was kind of akin to your experience, which was, you know, basically tells dirt on Amber. You know, just trying to start, mm-hmm. not trying to start conflict, but just 
skewing the negative and it's it's a bummer because so much important work's been done like why can't we talk about that yeah no for sure and and you know what dr chris i feel like moving forward because i'm you know i was an underdog for so long and so i always look out for the underdog like i'll do shows that aren't necessarily out yet like the first season where it's gonna come out like i'll do shows like that and i'll look out for people um but i'm not doing that shit anymore I'm not because I don't know what I'm walking into. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I go do like a Steve Harvey or Ellen or something like that, it's like, I know what it is. I've watched their show before. I know what to expect, but this show isn't even on the air yet. And me and you are on the first season. And so it's like, I, I was appalled. Yeah. I really was appalled. Um, God bless them. Hopefully they get a good (laughs) five shows. Uh, before they get canceled. Oh, nothing but, but love. Nothing but love. For you know what I mean? All well, right. What stories do we have today? Well, it's funny. So um, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. who's hosting the Oscars this year, which is this weekend, he says that he won't address the Me Too movement. He believes that that's not what this is about. I'm not mad at him. I knew we were going to have different opinions about this. You know why? Why? Because of the Dancing with the Stars. You said something once about Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. about some activists that busted in. Uh, for, what's his name? I can't remember. Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you were kind of similar in that way where you're like, this isn't what that's about. You know, like let people have their moment. And I think you're saying that about the Oscars. I am. See, I say the opposite. I think... Any, any, I don't, I guess for me, I don't think anything's above anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any spaces or events are above politics or social justice work. And so the industry is such a mass, uh, it's, a, it's a ground zero for so many of these things that have happened. And I think it would be so powerful and transformative if they were willing to acknowledge the flaws in their own industry. And more importantly, really support the people that have been beaten up within it. But this, okay, now this is my argument. I feel like Jimmy Kimmel probably feels like this is some type of fad, right? Me too? Yeah. Damn. That he feels like it's some type of fad, yeah. right? Um, obviously, there's real, real issues that are happening um, with the Me Too movement. And p- people are getting the justice that they deserve. Um, but... There's also a lot of actors and actresses that really took a lot of time to perfect their craft. Totally. And they just want to be acknowledged for that. Yeah. And, and they not will the Me be. Too movement. And they will be. And when he says, I'm not going to stop any bad behavior with my jokes, yeah, you will, actually. W- you wait, know, what did he say? He said, I'm, he's, he basically said, my jokes aren't going to stop any bad behavior anyway. Like, my jokes wouldn't, if I address them towards the Me Too, have any impact. And it's like, yeah, they would. That's, that's easy for a white cis dude to say. But people that are in a minority position, they do want recognition and they do want support. And so for him to say that him to somehow call out what happened wouldn't impact or support anyone, that's not true. Um, maybe he feels like no one got, um, no one went to jail yet. Mm. I, I just, it bumps you know me I mean? out because so like, he doesn't so like seem basically, to back away from this stuff. Well, no. So basically, and I, trust me, I get it. Cause I obviously our end goal for everybody is to have justice. Yes. Right. But no one was prosecuted. No one was found guilty. So maybe he feels like how can I talk about something? These are only accusations at right. this point. 
until someone is found guilty and then maybe I would next say this, year they Jimmy, can say something. Just say we're we're really empowered. We are an elitist group of people that have massive platforms. Let's be more accountable. Let's be better. Let's hold each other to a higher standard. You know, and it's and it, it it's almost similar to it's almost similar to racism where mm. it's such a, a sensitive subject yeah. that he's probably terrified to say the wrong thing Hell because yeah. if he says one wrong thing, that's his ass. That's right. But on his show, he's openly gone after gun gun lobbyists and Trump. And so I guess I was shocked yeah. that somehow an acting award show, which people, by the way, it's an acting award show. Calm down. It's only an acting award show. It'll be okay. These wealthy, successful people will be okay if they don't get their huge moment. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, I, I don't think it's some, you know. I, I mean, I agree. I agree with a lot of things that you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like, Jesus, it's an award. Um, it's odd to me that that's where he drew the line. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen some really powerful things on his show. He's like, but I draw the line at the Oscars. That's yeah. too far. You know, these I shiny I think he's awards. probably just scared. You know, it's not easy to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. It's really not. That's why we need to talk about it more. And that's why I mean you were always yeah, talking about. I mean, I get it. I I get it. But I, you know, I I like to I like to put myself in other people's sure. shoes, and you know, not just be you know activist, feminist, Amber c- constantly, which I am. But I also want to understand where he's coming from. That he's not living in that in that movement. Yeah. Um, he doesn't probably think about it. Not at all. He doesn't know if the women are telling the truth or not, which they are telling right. the truth. Um, and it's like this is my job to go and host the Oscars. That's what I'm going to do. And no one was found guilty. Sure. So I can't really. But talk go, about go Harvey. as yourself, Jimmy, don't be a prop and play into the machine. <clears throat> it's kind of like what you did on the talk show. If they invite Amber Rose, Amber Rose is coming. Yeah. And if you don't want what Amber Rose brings and does, then don't ask her to be there. Right. And so it's just an odd thing. And, uh, and producer, and can you get Jimmy on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> right. Can you patch him in for that? <laughs> anyway, just to land the airplane, there's a huge protest going on outside the Oscars this weekend. Um, I'm not sure if I can make it due to a prior engagement, but I anyone in LA, get your signs, get out there, call bullshit. Let's go. <laughs> Take it down. If you go, I'll make time and I'll go. I'll fucking go. When is it? This Sunday, right? Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow. Let's go. Oh, today's Saturday. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, today's Saturday. Get your I, think we, I think we got a caller. Okay. Yeah, we got a caller. <laughs> Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello? Hi. You're on with me and Dr. Oh Chris. My God, hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good, honey. How can we help you? Um, so, I love your show. Thank you so much for taking my call. You guys <laughs> Thank are you. awesome. Thanks. Um. But my question is, um, so, like, with body positivity and swimsuit season coming up and trying to keep both of those things in mind, um, I really struggle with um, being positive with, like, my internal speech and my internal dialogue. Um, I Just to give you a little background, and then I'll get into my question, but I am, you know, 5'10". I've always been really muscular and athletic, and... I weigh more than I would like to weigh. Like, I fluctuate between, like, 230 to 250 pounds. And for a girl, obviously, that's on the larger size. Um, So my question is, how do you love your body and want to be positive about your body but also want to change? And, like, are there simple things that people can do to increase that confidence and um, happiness? 
in themselves. I think I think the beautiful question you pose in there is <clears throat> how can you love yourself and also want to focus on changing yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. I think, oh, man, this is this is actually a really really heated topic that comes up in the body positive movement, especially around certain people in that movement that have gone and lost weight. Um, they get mm-hmm. a lot of flack, and I think it's always about the motivation. Here's the thing. We live in a body shaming culture. So there's no one I know that is going to go unscathed. There's no one I know that's going to be allowed to feel completely okay about their body because we just don't allow that, um, especially mm-hmm. around bathing suit season, right? So how do, we, how do we allow ourselves to work on loving ourselves while also allowing ourselves to improve ourselves? I, I think it's a difficult question. I don't think that there's a solid answer. I think the first step for me around anything is always reducing shame. I, I think the mm-hmm. first step is learning how to feel that you are acceptable. And once you've learned to feel acceptable or as much as you can, if you then from that place want to make improvements, do it. I think it's awesome that people mm-hmm. want to wear makeup. I think it's totally mm-hmm. okay that people want to have Botox done. I think it's okay that people want to dye their hair to cover up gray or to enhance gray and show gray. Mm-hmm. I, I am not against anti, I'm not anti self-improvement. I think people think that sometimes. And Elizabeth, I, you know, I, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I, I do. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I talk about all my cellulite on my legs. I went to a doctor. I, I did a live, I filmed it. You know, I went to the doctor to, try to get some of my cellulite off um when i go get botox i put that video up as well just so you know and and like dr chris said there there is a very thin line where people are like but you should be happy with who you are and also right. ch- changing things as but well we when don't, you want we to we don't let you be happy with who you are and so that's where you know elizabeth it's not on you and amber to be a hundred percent better than, than the world and the cultural pressure because you can't be. And until we stop making you and Amber feel bad about how you are, of course you're going to want to go and improve that, which you can improve. Mm -hmm. But that's why, Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it's like, I, I put it on social media for that reason. So I don't walk around and say, Oh look, I have no cellulite. It's like, no, I have a shitload of cellulite. I actually went to a doctor and got it fixed. You know, um, mm-hmm. so I'm very open when it comes to that because I don't want my fans and other girls to think like I was I'm just like this perfect body girl. Like I'm not at all. And for you, you know, another thing is to I have a, a lot of friends that are plus size and, you know, <sighs> There's somebody for everybody. When I always think that there's always somebody, because I'm a big girl too. I'm five nine. I've had big ass boobs. I'm very <laughs> like I'm I'm a, I'm an Amazon for real. Um, right. And I've always had that complex where like I'm big as hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm too big for white guys. You white a, guys you don't got a like big me. Big old mouth too. Yeah, I got a big old <laughs> mouth. You know, I talk a lot of shit. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um. And that's the thing, too, is like I'm a big girl and my mouth is spicy. Like, you know, guys, they don't really like that. But, you know, for 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 you, you know, babe, it's like if you want to if you want to fix some or change some, you want to go to the gym and lose weight or you want to, you know, focus on that and just do it. Just 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 be also what I always say. And Amber kind of nailed this is. 
Work on yourself in the ways you want to, but also try to be part of the larger solution. And so be honest with what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, continue to only talk positively of diverse bodies. Don't, as you're improving yourself, start to put down that which you're kind of moving away from. Right. As you're better than oh, now. I've seen that so much. Yeah, we have to do the work on two levels, ourselves and then the world. So while maybe I'm actively trying to help battle ageism as I get older and I say there's nothing wrong with looking older. It's not something we have to battle. I'm also still using moisturizers mm. to limit some of that because <laughs> I know that I have to live and work in this world and right. I'm not going to get booked on things if I don't look a certain way because like the world contradiction totally yeah and you have to live in that and it's hard yeah and that's why i say just check your motivations if your motivation to buy a new makeup or to do a surgery is because i need this and i'm not okay without it then you're not ready but if your motivation right. is i feel okay but this will make me feel better but i can have self-esteem without it then i'm okay with you doing that yeah totally it's a fine line but find good influences like your social media should only have on it people that are really body positive and a lot of body diversity. Challenge conversations friends have around you about talking about bodies as good bodies or bad bodies. All bodies are good bodies. Um, things like that you have to really zero in on. For sure. Yeah, totally. Well, that is very helpful and it's encouraging to obviously follow you guys, but I think I can share more about my struggles um like on my social media because for a long time i haven't so do it thank you so much for um for giving me that that license i appreciate that yeah thanks for your vulnerability thank you yeah. elizabeth All thanks right. for calling well, thanks, in guys, babe. And, um i love producer ann just had to say that Aww. so oh, Anne. <laughs> thanks right, honey thanks, have a good one bye. all right you too bye-bye I posted a picture of uh, producer Ann once and everyone commented how pretty they thought you were and they were so excited to see your face. They're like, finally, we see what she looks like. She's so pretty. (laughs) We love Ann. Um, That girl's call breaks my heart because, damn, no one lets people just be okay as they are. No. It's no. a mess. And, it, it, and, you know, for you to say that, like, how it is, like, a contradiction, because I battle with that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, I try to be as open as possible yeah. on my social media and let people know, like, what I'm doing. And if you want to do this, go to this doctor that's not going to jack you up or fuck right. you up. Um, you know, that I am getting older. I'm 34 years old. I get Botox now. Yeah. And um, I just try to be open with it because a lot of the comments are you need to age gracefully or because you know you're half white you're that's why your skin is cracking and like but then but then they need to let you do that because yeah then let me if my skin is cracking and let me get botox (laughs) or 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 like you know here's the thing though you this came up when i was at my ex's family's house and i was talking about i've never had any work done Mm -hmm. and i was talking about the possibility of having some things done yeah and they were saying oh well that's very contradictory to your body positive message and i said well it isn't it isn't it isn't because i'm trying to do a certain level of work and in order to have access to some of the platforms i need to do my work i have to play some i have to play into the game a little bit yeah if you amber didn't look a certain way you will not be able to do the activism to the extent that you are right and so you have to do what you need to do to get entry to the things you need entry to so you can fuck some shit up. It's, you know what? It's all for the greater good, man. I, it's, it, it is, though. And But no, people don't understand until they actually live it. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just how it is. 
Um, so want to talk about some more stuff? Yeah. <laughs> now that we're done with that. So I'm sure you've heard good old Khloe Kardashian. Yes. Is, you know, getting some hype because she flew <clears throat> in uh, while in her third trimester. Oh. Yeah. I was flew where? She is flying to... Bum, ba, da, bum, bum. And where was she flying? Japan. Japan Tokyo. Japan. Where's she going? I can't see her. Oh. It was, it was a, a so she flight. flew to Japan in her third trimester. Yes, but she f- probably flew private. Um, I I imagine so. Yeah. But so what happens on her way back, and she and she goes into labor or something? She's claiming that she got the okay from her doctor. She took all the precautions, got her body checked. She's completely healthy, and that she's not putting her baby at risk in any way. So well, I'm sure she's not trying to hurt her baby. So you know. Correct. She probably wouldn't do that. I would I would be nervous because on the way back, what if you're in the middle of the ocean? Oh yeah. And you're just fucked. Look, this is this is one of my issues with our work and productivity before self-care, you know, American norms, which is some people say you gotta work, you gotta work, and I'm like, Well, I don't know. You have a baby. I think they have Maybe enough money. I think she has enough money to, to turn some to, work down. To stay home for her yeah. third trimester. Look, this is one of the challenges that comes into my office, and I know this is somewhat sometimes very LA specific. My office is in Beverly Hills. I know that narrows it down, but I work with some clients where they put work and money before family and friends, and I don't agree with that. Right. You know, you have to sometimes say, I'm going to miss out on this work opportunity or money because people have to come first. Yeah. This kind of ties into that. It does. I mean. Fly, fly after you give birth. But, but, but also when I was pregnant with Sebastian, I like, I was on bed rest. My doctor was like, bitch, you ain't going nowhere. You weren't even allowed to go down yeah, to the uh, snack, snack closet. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. She was like, don't walk down the steps. Don't do nothing. Stay your ass in the bed. So if you said to her, I'm flying to Tokyo. She would have smacked me across the face. Like, I'm going to get on an airplane. But I mean, you know, like I said, Chloe, she probably did, you know, and not even that she probably has a doctor with her. I would assume, you know, um, being in your third trimester and flying private, I would have a doctor with me. Yeah. That's actually well said, you know, it's an interesting topic. You know, God bless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she ain't flying commercial, man, and fucking coach, you know, third trimester. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> For real. <laughs> What's that? Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Oh, Amber is on the line. Okay. Hi, Amber. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. How are you guys? Hey. hey. How can we help you, babe? Um, I have, uh, have a question about jealousy. Um, so I recently started dating this guy who's very wonderful. Um, but you know, I have been previously before, you know, being exclusive with him, been in a lot of ethical non-monogamous relationships. So this is pretty new for me. Um, but you know, kind of with my experiences, I've kind of learned, um, or the way that I feel around jealousy is I, I don't think that it's necessary. Um, I don't, I'm not a jealous person. Um, I just think that sometimes jealousy comes from a very ugly place. Um, but we were having a conversation over dinner a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I said, you know, no, I don't really get jealous. And he kind of made a face and, uh, you know, uh, and he, you know, kind of said to me, you know, well, you know, if you're jealous, that means you care. And if you're not, then, you know, do you care? And you know, of course they do. Um, so ever since then, you know, I've, we've just been hanging out and sometimes I feel like he'll say things or, or do things to kind of 
um, entice some type of jealousy out of me. Oh man. Um, so you just, okay. You just said, you said a whole lot of really important things in there. So you're, you're, uh, the other Amber, mm-hmm. <laughs> so many Ambers, now. Mm-hmm. Amber one, Amber two. Uh, so Amber two <laughs> on the phone here, she was saying that she's has a, you know, history having been in ethical non-monogamous relationships. And so you have a really good understanding of jealousy and how to work with it and through it. Most people don't. Most people are used to monogamous relationships, Mm -hmm. which is about comfort and safety and ownership and anxiety at any possible threat where, you know, you on the phone, Amber, you've been in relationships where you've learned to understand that I can still be a priority and be intimate and be committed while also knowing this person has access to other people. That's a really, really evolutionary transformative thing to go through. Yeah. Amber, Amber Rose couldn't do it. (laughs) Nope. She doesn't have it in her. Um, Most people don't though, because we're culturally raised without role models and experience of that. We don't practice it, but you know, yeah, your boyfriend trying to incite jealousy in you in order to feel loved and cared for is not healthy. It's not good. It's not going to go well. Um, sounds like he just doesn't feel desired enough or needs to feel in that way, but don't, don't play. Into yeah. It's that. like, it's that, I mean, I I've been there. It's, I think it's a form of like dysfunction. Yeah. Horrible. Seriously. It's, it's like, I'm going to do all these extra things to make you jealous. So you show me attention. Maybe he just needs mm-hmm. more attention. You know that I say that to yeah. Bash all the time. I said, honey, you don't need to act out. Just say you want attention. You know, it's like a little kid. You know what though. I mean? Yeah. And Bash, and now Bash will come to me, and instead of kicking me in my knee while I'm talking to somebody, <laughs> he'll be like, "Mommy, I want attention," and I give it to him. I actually mm-hmm. do that. I've texted people I'm dating saying, "I need a lot of attention today, or I need more attention. Can you give me attention?" Yeah. And it, you know, what happens? You get it. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, I'll yeah. give you attention. Yeah, or they'll be like, I care about you. Yeah, or they'll be like, just give me a minute. I'm in the middle of something, but then I'll circle back and give you all the attention in the world. Right. <laughs> Easy communication, people. It's a, damn. It's so simple yet so hard. Yeah, maybe he just need. Maybe he just needs more affection. And, and um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it, Amber. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you guys are the best. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks so much. honey. Well done. Bye. 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 That yeah. jealousy thing. That's rough. Yeah, that's rough. I I used to do that when I was like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I'm going out with my girlfriends tonight and you know, there's probably guys there, but I mean, I'm not going to be looking at anybody or anything. And it's like, what guys, where are you going? <laughs> you know? Oh my God. I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. Just being stupid and childish. <laughs> I, I was able to pull off some really progressive stuff now that I'm thinking back. When I was, I remember when I was in high school, I would date multiple girls at the same time that knew each other. And, really? Yeah, and they put up with it. Because you're hot. I don't know how I pulled that off, but I remember <laughs> you these... You those blue eyes. I remember these two, <laughs> Jen and Dawn. And Shout out to Jen and Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> that Dawn, man, she was she was the love of my life. Shout and out to Dawn. Yeah, it still, it still touches me deeply. And I remember dating them both, and they were friends when I met them. And I was dating them both. And we were like 15 they or 16. They, yeah. didn't, uh, they, they never said anything? They did. It was hard on both of them. <laughs> Oh my God. I was kind and loving about it. I wasn't, you know, I didn't pin them against each other, but it was really hard. And in the end, Dawn, I wonder if they listen to Loveline. Dawn won. Dawn got me. I chose oh, Dawn. Dawn got you. In the end, I, I ended up with one after many months of dating them both. Yeah. I, I still talk to her every blue moon. Really? She's on my Facebook. That's so cool. Can yeah. you show me a picture after? I, I, I want to see her. Yeah. She's very sweet. 
Aww. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What yeah, else? What that? else we got? Oh, yeah. So Anne is obsessed with the story. Oh, Anne, it better be good. Uh, it's good. It's all right. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to lie. It's all right. We'll try to sell it. Sorry. All right. We'll see. So now that the Olympics are over. Okay. <laughs> it's a really cool story about you the Olympics the now that they're week. over. So anyway, last week when the Olympics were happening and more relevant, um, <laughs> the organizers gave out 110,000 condoms. Didn't they do this before? But this is 10,000 more than they dole out last time. To the Olympic Village. To the Olympic Village. Now, what, and what is your thinking as to why we needed 10K more? Oh, I'm, not, I'm just like, there's a lot of fucking going on. Oh, yeah. But it's oh, like hell yeah. spring break. It's like summer camp. So these are all like the the, the people that are performing in the Olympics. Yeah. All their, all like all the their groupies and shit. And like... I mean, think of that though. Ham. You are... Actually, you. I think you nailed it. Like athlete with that athlete, but also imagine, yeah, your your fans are there, mm-hmm. and you're like their sports hero. Can you? They're game, definitely bro. fucking for sure. I'm sure you can if you're a big athlete. You don't think you can sneak in a few? Yeah, but I'm sure they sneak out and fuck. Yeah, for sure. And they have all that. I mean, they train, probably fuck, take a nap. You know. Okay, well, that that moves us a beautiful segue into the next article. Okay. So the whole uh, debate about whether or not withholding an orgasm in sex prior to an athletic event, if that impacts your performance. I think it does. Weigh in. Say so. Okay, so I I was a, a stripper. I was a dancer. And I remember when I used to have sex before I would go on stage. Yeah. I was wobbly because you were too relaxed. I was too relaxed. It, it almost felt like a like a like a downer pill. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. too wobbly. I wasn't as coordinated. Because you you guys, I, people don't <laughs> always understand how much coordination and, and athleticism goes into stripping. Yeah, and dance. Yeah, technique. and and wearing heels, eight seven eight inch heels, and dancing and swinging around a pole and actually walking away from the pole and still looking cute while you're dancing and walking. Quick question at, at the place you worked, what was, how were, uh, while you were dancing on the stage, Mm -hmm. what was the protocol for how people are supposed to give you their money? Are they supposed to throw it, lay it? It depends. If you work in a white club, you would come down off a stage and then talk to like the, the white guys, the businessmen or like, you know, the construction workers and stuff. Um, and then you would do lap dances and get $20 a pop or the champagne room, which is 150 per half hour where I worked. Back um, then, God knows what it is now. I know. Yeah, it's probably 300 a half hour. <clears throat> but when you work at the more ethnic clubs, like with the black and Spanish girls, they just throw money on you. So okay. it's, it's almost less work. Yeah, because when I, I, we would go sometimes in Philly to Wizards. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and my friend was a dancer there. And some people I'd see them like crank up the money and just flick it. And I was like, Damn, that's yeah, but wizards rough. is wizards yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah, it was. It was that's pretty. Wasn't yeah. the nicest place. Yeah, it was yeah. literally underground. Yeah, God, God bless. <laughs> it's him. Like under an IHOP. Or yeah, something. <laughs> during IHOP <laughs> sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. God bless Philly. <laughs> I miss it. I, I never go back. Yeah, I know me either. Yeah, but anyway, so sex. Yeah, that's what they're kind of saying that uh, for some you know sports athletes, it's like you said, it makes them wobbly. I guess because. They're so they so they relaxed. did a study and it proves that it, it you know it's back and forth but basically yes it, it pretty much does agree with 
it's relaxing and that can be beneficial for some athletes actually to have their mind a little more calm and a little mm-hmm. more centered. Mm-hmm. And then for other ones, kind of what you said, it keeps them more, um, wound up, wound up, yeah. uptight, you know, I'm telling aggressive. you, well, I mean, I, I don't know how it is for guys, but definitely for girls, like your legs are wobbly, kind of shaky. I make sure I make sure my legs get wobbly when I'm doing Excuse it. Excuse you. Know you. Know what's his name Risha Risha hi Risha you're on with me you're on with me and Dr. Chris how are you hi hi Dr. Chris hi Hi. Amber hi honey I'm doing great um um yes so hi how can we help (laughs) you babe hello (laughs) (laughs) calm them nerves you need some sex I'm a little nervous before you call in (laughs) <laughs> you need callers if you're anxious before calling in have an orgasm yeah center quick. yourself yeah. <laughs> that is such a good idea i was actually trying to like think of things to do before i called it i'm like i could do something to, like pump me up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on what can we help you with um so i was just calling so recently i watched um a documentary on hbo which says real sex yeah but they're okay, old right I they're not still it. making that you mean like you're going way back Oh, I went way back, yeah. yeah I've been diving yeah. into the HBO documentaries a lot lately. Um, but I was watching Real Sex, and right now I'm in a very committed, monogamous um, relationship with my boyfriend. Um, and we've been together for almost a year now, and we have great sex. I mean, it's always passionate and amazing. But something in the show that I noticed was just, like, the intensity of, like, the the pace that people take with sex and, like, the intimacy that they have with slowing it down and, like, being more touchy and experiencing, like, things slow, slowly, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, like, I want to know how to incorporate that into my sex life without making it, like, so obvious. You know what I mean? Like, how to do it with it still being passionate and not me, like, trying to make it passionate. I don't get it. Wait. <laughs> so basically she's saying having watched real sex, she saw that some people really were slower with how they were having sex and uh, they weren't just yeah, so more passionate. And how does she do that? Not make it they're seem more like they're like or, touchy and you know what I mean? Yeah. I always say focus on full bodied sex. Like we tend okay. to have sex that zeroes in on the genitals and it's always like a one, two, three, four, like, Step one, make out. Step two, touch the boob. Step three, lick the boob. Step four, touch the vagina. Right. Step that's, five, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> Full body. So ignore all those parts and start Hell with yeah. the neck. Hell yeah. The elbows. Okay. Fuck yeah. Licking on the thighs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Toes. All that shit. I love my I feet love in someone's mouth. Man, listen. So healthy. Right? And I just want our I'm sex to always... Yeah, me too. <laughs> but when I'm with someone I, yeah. and they are engaging my full body with their hands and their mouth and they're taking their time and they're staying like above the waist for a period of time, not yeah. only do I feel like so desired, but I also feel so aroused. Like I'm getting mm-hmm. hot. Right? Yeah, I literally am getting hot thinking about it. Yeah, like, yeah I got yeah. so turned on by watching the documentary. I was like, fuck, I got to do that. Yeah. Like. I need to like try this out. They they know what's up. Like I just want to like do that. But I just want to. I think Doctor. Without forcing it. Yeah, I think Doctor Chris nailed it. It's full body sex. It's almost ignoring like like instead of just. You know, because it it gets kind of where you're just like, all right, we're gonna have sex. I'm gonna go down and give you head, and then come up. Yeah, it's not even that. It's just like I just want us to be able to like. I want that experience. I want my. I want us to blow our minds. Like you know what I mean. I want us to like. 
fuck each other. I Avoid the genitals. Like, Take yeah, a break from the genitals. I just fuck Build it up. Really good. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. And when you finally get to him, bam. But <laughs> damn. Yeah, you know, you know he's going to last like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what a great five yeah, seconds that's, that's going to be, yeah. though. <laughs> Man. Good stuff. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank All you. Right, babe. All right. Take care. Thank, bye. And I just want to say, huh? Dr. Chris, thank you for doing what you do. Even though you're going through a breakup, it's really strong. Aww. And I really appreciate it. Thank I'm sure all that. of us do. My heart hurts still. Thank you for that. Aww. No, I, I really appreciate what you do. Thanks. It's not an easy thing. Thank you, too, Amber. You guys are really great. All right, babe. Thanks. Bye. <clears throat> Bye. But that's how I know I'm with someone who's like a good lover when they just take their time and they're Hell like yeah. delaying everything a little bit and they're just all, oh, man. Yeah. I do that to Savage all the time. He's like, nope, I want to know. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I give him that full body love mm. making and he's like, it's enough. <laughs> Get to the head. Bitch, it's enough. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> oh man. But oh, that, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, I love that she called in and wants to do that. I like people that want to kind of work on being different. So it doesn't get boring. No, for sure. Cause it could, it could get boring really fast, really repetitive, same shit constantly. Like you said, making out, giving head, sucking in nipples, fucking, and then that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting part about being single is you get to be reminded of all the possible ways of being sexual. Because when you get in a relationship, it tends to become very patterned. I know my last relationship, it did also become somewhat patterned sometimes, and I had forgotten what other ways could feel like. Yeah. You know? Do we have any more stories or no? Um, sure, of course. Do we? Because <laughs> Anne, Anne is taking forever. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, and come and save us, <laughs> save us. All right, no, here she comes. So, um, <clears throat> anything coming up for you, Amber? Anything you want to throw out to the world? No, just go to laylo.com slash Amber Rose for my adult toy line. We don't talk about it enough. Yeah, we need to talk about it more. Because um, those ads are, as I said before, amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's my adult toy line. I have two toys for men. Perfect. Four toys for women. Perfect. And um, yeah, Lalo, L-E-L-O dot com slash Amber Rose. And you can see all my toys. Bam. And they're fucking. Bam, bam, bam. I, yeah, they're awesome. Okay, we have Chelsea on the line. Hi. Hi, honey. <laughs> You're on with me and Dr. Chris. How can we help you? Oh, my God. This is so surreal. I love this show so much Aww. and you guys and everything you stand for. Thank you, both. Oh, my God. Thanks, honey. Okay, so um, I listen a lot and I've taken it in a lot about how you guys promote like self-love and self-care. Um, I'm going through a lot right now. I'm actually leaving tomorrow. Um, I'm separating from my husband who had an affair on me and then we tried to make it work after and we share a three-year-old son together and um, I just, I'm really struggling with like self-worth and like why, you know, what am I like, why am I not good enough? Like in the end, like he's emotionally unavailable and just like, it makes me feel, you know, like questioning who I am and then like last time we broke up um, I just got into this really really dark place where I was just having like 
sex with whoever and like unprotected and just drinking a lot. So I'm just afraid of going back into that place as well. Oh, I, I think just your awareness of what you have done in the past as coping that didn't go well will help you hopefully not do that again this time. I know in my going through my breakup recently, I had to focus and make sure I only engaged in behaviors that made me feel good and better. And if something's going to make me feel bad, I avoided it. And that was one of the most helpful things I could have done. And so I didn't have sex with people that I think would have made me feel bad or worse. I didn't go socialize later at night than I was comfortable doing. I made sure to not drink more because I knew that would make me feel worse at the time, even afterwards. So it's all about self-care. Breakups are hard. Yeah, I definitely went through it when I went through my divorce um, with my ex-husband. I I was at the club. I was drinking. I was dancing on the speaker with Chris Brown. Um, I was just kind of like, <laughs> you know, I mean, and, you know, me and Chris been friends for years. But I just, we, I just, you know, I wanted to, I didn't feel, you know, beautiful. I didn't feel worthy. I felt like. Exactly. You know, I just, yeah, I, I wanted attention from him. I wanted him to get mad at me. I wanted him to call me and, you know, mm-hmm. I like, I, I, I totally get it. But like Dr. Chris said, you know, it is, um, now that you're aware of what you did wrong last time, you almost know not to make the same mistakes. And I wish I had like, you know, like a little, I don't know, like a retreat or a little pill that can get what, uh, rid of the pain. But really time will just heal that wound you just gotta you just gotta do things that 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 make you happy in the meantime and you're gonna cry a lot and you're gonna go through all the emotions and then eventually you're gonna see the light again and be like wow i'm i'm happy finally yeah because it's honestly like i was listening to you amber when you were talking about how you kind of talk about with to bash and how you just always like make sure that it really resonates with him like I love your dad and he's a really good person Mm -hmm. but you know mommy and daddy are just not together and that's okay and you know that's something that I kind of like have to accept at this point as well well yeah I mean and you know what I I never say that mommy and daddy aren't together I say that we're going to be together forever because you are okay you know what it's I mean? Just so different yeah. in the way that yeah. we're together. It's just different. We and <clears throat> and I tell that I tell Bash that he's super lucky that he has two cool houses to go to. You know, okay. I make everything a very positive thing. So it's not that me and Daddy aren't together. We're together forever because of you. And so we have family days and you know, I don't know if you've seen the pictures that we just had a birthday party for Sebastian. Um mm-hmm. you know, so we we try to have family days every now and then whether we just take him to cheesecake factory um because that's his favorite place or just out to like a little jamboree or whatever for him to play with other kids but it's it's you know i love what amber just said because we often think that we use the word breakup and that's not a really healthy word to use because the ideal would be to be able to have these people that we're no longer suited to be in a committed relationship with in our lives differently right it's a shift And, you yeah. know, the success of a relationship is not determined by the length of time it lasts. Right. It just can't be. Not every relationship has the sustainability, and that's okay. And so you just change it into a different form if possible. Um, that's yeah, what, so always use positive affirmations yes. when it comes, you know, to your three-year-old that, you know, 
you and his father aren't broken up you guys aren't separated those kind of words tend to bring anxiety to a kid right you want to just kind of be like man we're together forever we're always going to be together i'm always going to love your dad the cool thing is that you have two different houses to live in so you can go see daddy whenever you want you can come back here whenever you want and you know we both love you equally so we have to share the time with you that's what i do with my son and my son is happy yeah. Anytime yeah. he wants yeah. to go with his dad, he goes right with his dad. I don't. We don't have no schedule. We don't do all that fifty-fifty custody. You know, you get them Thursdays, Wednesdays, and you know we don't do none of that. Yeah, and make I'm, it easy for the baby. Enough, yeah, yeah, and we're fortunate enough to kind of like be at that place where we're just like, you know, you know, I I require more emotionally and he's just not very emotionally unavailable so it was kind of like a mutual like this really isn't going to work out and I'm probably never going to trust you so yeah it's just time to like and just one more question and this is more toward gear toward um Dr. Chris what's like a healthy way like how do I finally like I can't even think about loving another person right now but like what's a healthy way to like eventually you know introduce that back into my life yeah i i i whenever people say you know i can't imagine loving again or i never will i always jokingly inside laugh and say until you do because it takes it takes the power of arousal and crush and desire on someone else to kind of pull us in there and so i think just live your life don't don't think about it don't plan it don't wait for it don't try to get it just live your life and focus on all the things that feel good and allow it to be present but I am a supporter of creating the conditions from which it can happen. So you don't need to actively go out seeking it, but it can help sometimes to create the conditions so that you know you're in the process and it'll happen at some point. And so early on into my singledom, I went back online on dating apps and I wasn't needing it or rushing it or forcing it, but I was open to the possibility of it emerging if and when it did. And I think that can be a really very healing thing because you know, studies show us the length of time between a breakup and a new relationship doesn't determine its health. Um, it doesn't need to be a certain amount of time. It can be right away and do very well. So don't push it or force it, but maybe be in the process a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It'll remind you that you are desirable. That yeah, that's very true. Well, thank you. Thank you both very right. much. Thanks I appreciate so it. All right, honey. I take appreciate care. it. Bye. Bye. Okay, so guys, make sure you call us with your questions at 213-375-5258. That's 213-375-5258. Listen and subscribe. Lovelinewithamberrose.com. And of course, when you tweet us, use the hashtag Loveline. Please make sure you leave a voicemail and then our wonderful producer, Ann, will give you a call back uh, when we shoot the show. Bye.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.